Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Say you can hear a turkey gobbling, but he's not coming into you. Can you move? Should you move? On this episode, I'm going to talk about five times when you should move on a gobbling bird to up your chances for success. Hey, and welcome to another episode of The New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to talk about five times to consider moving on a gobbling bird. Now, obviously, you know, if the turkey's gobbling, that's how you know he's there, right? You can hear him gobbling. Um, chances are he's already down off the roost. Maybe you've been hunting him for a while. You can hear him gobbling. You're calling, but it's been a while and he's not coming to you. Can you move and should you move? Now, first thing I want to state is some states, uh, they do not allow you to hunt turkeys um, by sound. You're not allowed to stalk gobbles. So, for example, you hear a gobbler, you're not allowed to just walk up to that gobbler, try to find him and shoot him. Now, the reason being is uh, too many hunters have made gobbling sounds and had other hunters walk up on them and, like idiots, shoot them. Which, of course, should never happen, ever. Uh, if you have any sense of common sense or hunter safety, you only shoot at a turkey after you're able to identify the beard and how long the beard is on the turkey to make sure it's a bearded bird. Which means not only do you have to be relatively close, but you have to have a really clear view of that turkey and that beard feather to make sure it's the right kind of turkey. And there's no chance on planet Earth you could ever get that close and have that clear of a view of a turkey and it actually be another hunter and you shoot that hunter. But People can be morons. So some states have that law because it has just happened too many times. Now, I'm not talking about with this episode and this advice, 
you stalking turkey sounds and trying to come up on a gobbler and and just you know walk up to him that's not what i'm saying this is this advice this counsel is compatible with the law cuz you're not stalking the sounds you are moving around still trying to call the bird to you you're not going to the bird you're adjusting your position based on the sounds but you're not going to the bird you're not stalking the game you're not trying to go up to and shoot the bird which in and of itself doesn't work anyway you know i you're you're not just going to walk up to a gobbling turkey and shoot it he's going to see or hear you before you get within range but you know maybe one in a thousand times it works and like i said sometimes people are morons so we've got these laws but nonetheless how do you do it now uh, before we jump into that i just want to remind everybody that we're in the middle of a season of turkey episodes i've got a whole slew of episodes done a bunch got a few more to do after this one did you know i don't know 10 or 20 last season maybe another 10 or 20 the season before that so there are a lot of episodes on turkey hunting on the website newhuntersguide.com check it out a lot of episodes on other kinds of hunting i just want to make sure you know that that resource is there um we didn't i didn't get we didn't come to this point and i'm not giving this advice in a vacuum we have covered a lot of things that are more basic and fundamental on turkey hunting literally starting from the most basic and fundamental before getting to this point so go check it out so when might you move on a gobbling turkey i got five reasons or five times when it would be good to move because normally the advice is you sit there you call the turkey comes to you you shoot the turkey hooray everyone has something for dinner of course it just doesn't always work that way right uh it's just it's just not the way that it always goes sometimes the turkey comes to you sometimes it comes right away Sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it stops gobbling and comes three hours later. That's just the way the game works. So there's a lot of different strategies, and I've taught on a lot of different strategies in the past, but sometimes the, you hear him, you're calling, he's gobbling, but he's not coming to you, and there's times when you ought to make a move, or making a move could help your chances, or at least break the gridlock. So number one time you might want to consider moving on a gobbler is when it's day three and nothing has changed you have played this game you have done this dance you heard this same turkey maybe gobbling and i've been there it's that same turkey he's roosting in the same spot you come in you're in the same spot you call he gobbles he you might play back and forth for an hour maybe more and then he just never comes in and goes somewhere else well, don't keep beating your head against a brick wall. Or rather, you don't have to keep beating your head against a brick wall. You might want to move. You might get there, and it might be starting all over again. And you're like, well, maybe this time he's going to come in. Well, my experience has taught me in those kind of situations that if he's doing the same thing and you're doing the same thing, you're going to get the same result. I have gotten the same result too many times and is stuck in that dance where he's over there. I can hear him. He can hear me. I'm calling. He's calling back, but he never comes, never gets any closer and eventually goes quiet and the whole morning passes, the whole day passes and never comes in. 
So you make it to say day three and they start playing the song again. My advice would be change it up. Get up and move. Get up and and find another spot. I don't mean abandon that bird. I mean, you know, maybe move 50 yards to the left or the right. Maybe move 30 yards closer or further back. Maybe try to get on the other side of the bird. Maybe the same distance away. But, you know, based on the property and where you can hunt, what you're allowed to do, you know, even moving 30 yards can make a difference. It really can. That bird hears you moving. say, like, oh, hey, something's going on there. Something's different. Something's changing. And part of it is, where's he going? Right? He comes down from the tree. He gobbles. What's he do every day? Are hens coming into him? Is, is he a breeding bird? Is he, is he on top of it? Or is he just gobbling and just heads off to eat? Does he not care about hens? Unlikely. But it happens. Not every bird cares that much. They may be very vocal still. It's hard to say, or at least they don't seem to care. You know, where does that bird go? If he comes down and goes west, and you're on the east side of him, you know, you're, you're making him 100% break from routine to come to you. So maybe if you can get to the north of him, he might swing by to check you out before he goes what he's, to go where he's going. You know, things like that can make a difference. So you can play the terrain, you can play the game, do what you can do. You know, of course, if you're a new hunter, chances are you're hunting on a small parcel, so your options are limited. But even a small movement can just break the status quo. Um, You know, maybe even you call with a different call. Or maybe you call from where you're at, maybe you move 20 yards, call again. Move another 20 yards, call again. Move another 20 yards, call again. So he hears you going on this line, and you might just uh, interest him. Number two time you might want to move is to get between him and the hens. If you know where the hens are, or you're approximately sure where the hens are, if you stay where you're at and he's going to the hens every time, or... Maybe this is maybe maybe this is the the only encounter you've had with this bird, but you know where he's at. You know where the hens are. You know he's going to go to them more likely than he's going to come to you. Get between him and the hens. This is often best to do when the bird's still on the roost and it's still dark. If you're able to pull that off, although that's not usually the case most of the time, unless you're hunting in big country and you've done a lot of scouting and maybe it's your second or third time hunting that particular bird maybe two three days in a row but if you can get between you and the hens you may not even need to call you if you can just sit there and wait for him to walk by now people think well you know this is the game you sit you call that comes to you that's usually the game but you know i know of hunters that they've they've played their geography right they've figured out their movement lines right they get in there real quick they don't even make a sound they just set up and wait. That bird hears the hens behind them. He comes straight into their barrel. So, you know, don't you don't think that there's only one way this can happen. If you know where he's going to go, if you know the hens he's being drawn to, if you can get between him and them, you just sit and wait. Number three time you might want to move on a gobbler is when you've called too long in the same spot with no change in action. You know, if it's been an hour or two or three and you can still hear him, but nothing has changed, you might just need to move. 
Maybe it's the only encounter you've had with this bird, but you might need to get up and move. Now, yeah, there is a chance that later in the morning, he's, he'll come back to you. There's a chance. It can happen. Um, and it's not all that irregular. But my experience has been this. If you have an active bird, your chances of taking an active bird are much higher than taking a stealth bird. So if you can hear that bird, you can play this game of chess actively, you've got a higher chance to win than if you just sit and wait for that bird to go away or go cold or stop gobbling and hope he's going to come back a few hours later. He might come back. There's a chance. But as long as that bird is active and as long as that bird is sounding off, your chance of being successful in taking that bird are higher than waiting for him to just putter off or leave or go quiet and hope he might come back later to check you out. Of course, eventually he will putter off, go quiet or leave, regardless of what you do. And at that point, you have no choice on that particular bird except to sit and wait. And if you've got a small parcel, that may be your only option. And that's fine. There's a chance that's going to work for you. Uh, it happens every year to lots of people. But your odds are better if you can make a move while he's still hot. So that bird's maybe you've been calling back and forth for an hour and he's not moving. Or worse, he's moving the other way. You might need to get up and and change your position. You might need to, you know, to 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 circle around him and try to get partially ahead of him or beside him or go parallel to him. You might need to 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 do something like that. I would rather move on a hot bird and and try to make something happen than just, you know, hopes in the sweet by and by might come back later. Because you will still have the sweet by and by later, right? You will still have it. That is still something that you have, but you've got a hot bird now. So if, if you can't get any action, if you can't get him to move, if you can't get him to change, then you move and change. If you sit there for three hours and just call every 10 minutes or every 15 minutes, that's unnatural. Hens don't do that. I've never heard a hen do that. I mean, hens tend to, they, you know, they've got all kinds of patterns, but they just don't sit in the same place and call all morning. They're on the move. Even if they call a lot, they're still moving. They're still, even if they're in the same area, they don't just sit down in a spot and call. That's, that's called coyote food, right? They know that doesn't work. You need, they, they'll meander about on a property, even if it's just a couple acres, Looking for food, looking for gobblers if that's what they're interested in. Um, so if you got, if it's just going too long and nothing's happening, change it up. Number four time when it might be good to move on a, on a gobbling bird. To play hard to get. He might be interested. He, sometimes he might come a little to you and then go a little back. Or go a little to the right, go a little to the left. Trying to, trying to see you, trying to get you to come to him, or trying to get you to see him. So if you reverse, and a lot of people think, you know, this is the worst thing you could do, and you go further away, you move 30 yards further away, and then you call some more. He's like, whoa, hey, hey, where's she going? Where's she going? And your chance, you've got a better chance of having that bird go, hey, wait a minute. 
and then coming after you thinking he's losing his opportunity, then, you know, you're just sitting there. Because if he is moving around, but he's not coming in, or he comes and goes and comes and goes, he's trying to get you to go to him. That's what he's doing. He's trying to get you to come to him. That's his game. That's the way it normally works, though. That's not abnormal, right? Gobblers gobble and the hens come to them. That's how this thing goes. That's nature. So really, trying to call to get the gobbler to come to you is against nature. It's contrary to to what normally happens. But the bird's excited, the bird's interested, and they come in. So that's why it works. But the natural thing is for you to go to them. So if you play hard to get, and all of a sudden he thinks he's losing his opportunity... What you're trying to, I mean, it's a testosterone play, right? I don't know if that's the actual bird hormone or not, but that's how we could understand it. It's a testosterone play. He thinks he's losing his opportunity, and now he might just charge in there. It's happened where all of a sudden you move backwards 30 yards, maybe once or twice, and then that bird thinking, if he doesn't move, the game's over. He'll just charge right in there, bullheaded right into your barrel. So that's another time where... It might be good to move. The one nice thing about retreating is usually it's a low risk maneuver, right? If you're moving closer, higher risk, better chance they're going to see you because you're covering ground, you're getting closer, even side to side, higher risk than retreating because you could be seen easier. But if you're going further away, you're putting distance between you and them, much lower risk. You walk slow. Because the the sound of a person walking slow is very similar to the sound of a turkey walking at regular speed. You don't have to worry too much about noise. This is not like deer hunting, where if you, you know, if if, if there's a crackle of a leaf, that thing's got the jigs up. Turkeys make noise when they walk. Some they can be stealthy, but sometimes they're really noisy, especially if they're moving at speed. So. You don't have to worry too much about masking your sound. You, you don't want to sound like a person blundering through like an idiot. But just, you know, just reasonable caution and stealth in those situations. And, you know, you try to stay low. You don't want to open any lines of sight. But if you're retreating, that's covering your sound. That's covering the field of view. You're safer to retreat than anything else. So playing hard to get. And then you can set up. Maybe you were at a bad spot to begin with. Maybe that you that bird came up at an angle or a direction you weren't expecting and you know he's over there but you don't your position's not real good. You might retreat 30 yards, 40 yards, 50 yards. I don't know if you want to go a whole lot further in one movement, but you can maybe find a better position. You can play the terrain better to your favor. Maybe you can put a little little crest of a hill between you and that bird so he's got to come over that hill into your range. You can change the, the name of the game. You can redraw the battle lines using that me- that technique. Uh, something that I've known turkey hunters to use is they'll call from a position, maybe furiously for just a, two minutes. They'll pick up. like They'll call just in the middle of it. The, they won't even find a tree. They'll just kneel down in an open area. Like an open, like a patch of you know clover or ferns in the woods, they'll just kneel down in a wide open space. They know the bird's over there. They'll call real heavy for a minute or two, and then they'll retreat 20, 25 yards 
and find a good tree to set up at. And then watch as that gobbler comes right to the spot they called from, who is now exactly 25 yards in front of their barrel. And that bird's not looking for them. He's not looking over at the tree that they're at, which is the biggest liability with calling. The bird's looking for you, so you better see him first. He's called from a position. He's then moved and not called anymore. So the bird is looking at the spot where the call came from. So now the hunter has freedom and liberty to, to, to you know, make some mistakes or some movement. And that bird is just right there standing at 25 yards, ready to, ready to go into the freezer. So you, 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 you may even want to, if, if, if you think a bird is coming in and he is moving to you, but you don't have a real good position, consider the, the using that kind of a technique and strategy. It could be, yeah, the bird's coming right to you, but man, you've got no cover. You've got nothing. You're between a rock and a hard place. Maybe retreat 20 yards into an open pocket, call from there, and then retreat another 20, 25 yards till you can find a good tree or some good cover and then wait and hope that that bird comes in to the spot that you had called from. So that's number number four. The fifth time it could be good to, to move when, a, when you've got a tom gobbling is when the when the tom's moving right if he's moving parallel to or perpendicular to you then you might need to move with him you know maybe he's a hundred yards you know ahead from you but he's moving to the right you might need to move right to then and then start moving parallel to him and play the game play the dance try to get him to to, to come over to your line but trail with him or if you can, like I mentioned before, try to get ahead of him and then stop calling and then see see what you can pull off, see what you can hear. So, And then I've got one more for you, bonus time when you might want to move if you've got a Tom Gobbling. This is uh, number six bonus is when it's the late season and there's nothing left to lose. Right? If you If you blow this chance... You know, you don't have another chance after this anyway. So you can be a little riskier. You can try a little more. I tend to be more conservative in the early season, especially when hunting birds on small property because you don't want to spook them off the property. But you get to the late season, hey, all bets are off. There is no tomorrow. You know, today's it. So you can be a little more cavalier. You take some more risks. Does that mean your your chances of success with that risk are higher? No, but your the 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 damage of messing it up is lower because you're not going to ruin tomorrow or next week. The season's over, or it's your last hunt on that property, or whatever the case may be. So you just say, "Hey, got to make something happen, or nothing's going to happen," and you might get lucky. So those are six times when you might want to move on a gobbler who's gobbling, who's hot. Uh, I've had many a morning where I just sat in one spot and waited and wished, oh, wished I had done something else. Because, you know, if a bird's coming into you, you probably don't want to move, right? If you've got a lot of action all around you, you probably don't want to move. Um, You know, there's a lot of times you don't want to move. But when the bird's doing nothing, when he's not coming, or he's going the other way, or he's moving in a way that you're not, 
or you've just you've played this game a couple days in a row with him. You know, I, I've, I've come to the conclusion that it's folly to just sit there and hope it's going to go different this time. I've done it too many times and said, hey, we'll just try this again. Maybe maybe he'll come back later. Well, he didn't come back later the last day or two or three. Why would I think he's going to come back again? Well, because I'm afraid of messing something up, afraid of making a mistake, afraid of spooking him. And uh, I'd have been better off some seasons just making a move on day two getting them or spooking them and if he spooks okay fine go somewhere else next time you know if i've blown this opportunity then go find another one rather than just dance for a week with the same turkey or you know if it's if it's been going like that maybe just need to go to another spot tomorrow maybe just need to try something else as opposed to investing all this time in a bird that's not cooperating. Because even still might not cooperate. But I hope this is helpful for you guys. Like I said, you can head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes. Lots of other episodes on turkey hunting. Uh, send me an email through the website. Love to hear from you. Love to get your comments, feedback, questions, ideas for new episodes. I thrive on that. And even more... Uh, The number one way that I know of to get this podcast into more people's hands is to go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review with a comment. I don't need the positive reinforcement, but Apple looks at the volume of comments, and based on that, it adjusts the algorithm for when episodes are shown in the search results, when they're recommended to people, And that's the number one way that I know of to help get this content to more people. So I'd ask you to do that, to leave a review, not for me, but just to to be able to help get this stuff into more people. That's, That's the number one reason that I do this, is just to try to help as many people as possible. You know, we don't, well, the show doesn't have any sponsors. Uh, I've actually turned sponsors down though, because I didn't think it was a good fit and I couldn't see you guys using what they were selling. But we don't have any sponsors. I pay money every month to to put this show out there. Uh, We operate at a net loss, have have ever for the last two and a half years since I launched the podcast. So this is just for you guys. So I would request your help just to try to get this content to as many people as possible. Appreciate you guys. Till next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods.